What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, we are exploring which members of the Dolphins' defensive nucleus would be most hurt by a transition to a more zone-heavy defensive philosophy. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So today on the show, we uh, we committed some time yesterday talking about different defensive coordinator candidates that I think make the most sense for the Dolphins. And we've talked a lot about the nucleus of the team with Xavier Howard and the defensive front and aging corners and how it makes the most sense to me to transition from a man-predicated defense to his own predicated defense uh, that, that really allows your defensive back seven to have eyes in the backfield and read the quarterback and make plays instead of relying on everybody plastering uh, their individual receivers with consistency down in and down out. Um, but a lot of that focus has been on it would help these players. And I think we would be remiss to not spend a little bit of time talking about the players that might be negatively impacted by a change in ideology with how the Dolphins conduct themselves defensively. Uh, because it is not a one-size-fits-all transition. There's some guys who uh, I think are, are going to uh, be hurt by this potential transition that the Dolphins have. And it is also worth noting and acknowledging uh, the Dolphins will be interviewing linebackers coach Anthony Campanile uh, for the vacant defensive coordinator position. So they are interviewing an in-house candidate for the defensive coordinator position. I like Coach Camp. I've had a chance to listen to him speak a few times um, in person. Obviously, I've heard the um, uh, a lot of the press availabilities that he has had throughout the course of the years. Uh, intense guy. Smart guy, high reputation. But I'll be honest, if you have an internal hire, I would assume it would be for cultural impact for the locker room and the building that you have and knowing what you're going to get with a person in a leadership position as compared to the football elements and X's and O's. And that's okay if that's the decision that you make, but the X's and O's have to be there too. And that would be the big question that I would have with Coach Camp is, okay, we know your ideology. We know you came in. We know, you know you, you've had this prominent role with the Dolphins uh, with Brian Flores as the head coach, and you were retained with the new staff. What is your palette for doing things differently than the way they have been done around here? And depending on what those, are, those answers are, I mean, for me, it really might just come down to I, I don't think it's a fit. I don't know what decision the Dolphins are going to make, and I'm not going to pretend to know what decision the Dolphins make. Now, if Coach Camp is dedicated to 
the X's and O's and, and not to an ideology. He's certainly somebody I would like to continue to see be a member of the staff, be that as the DC or something else, preferably not the DC because he wasn't on my top five list that I did yesterday because I'm very much of the mind that this transition for the Dolphins defense is needed and necessary and would position the team well and successfully. So that's um, that's the latest development is Coach uh, Anthony Campanile interviewing for the defense coordinator position. But as I look at the death chart, I think the first name that obviously comes to mind is a second-round draft selection for the team in the dreaded class of 2020. <laughs> um, that being Raekwon Davis. Uh, Raekwon was at his best during his early years in Miami, and he's been with the team for three seasons now. Two-gap, nose tackle, gap plug. Well, if you're not going to necessarily be so much of a gap control defense and you're going to transition your front to a little bit more of a penetration-oriented front, uh, Raekwon this season dropped some weight, tried to play a little bit more diverse role, and I thought he lost the true strength in what he did best for the team this year. And seeing what we saw this year, if that's what Raekwon Davis is going to look like in an even front gap penetration style front as a one technique or, or somebody who's playing in the A gap, I don't, I don't know that that's the best role for him because his best qualities are length and power at the point of attack and mass and handling double teams. He's a big, tall guy. He's not the most, he's not twitched up like Sealer and Wilkins are. So now you have the potential of, okay, this is a bigger body. He's got more mass. And where he really wins is by locking and stacking blocks and then discarding blocks as compared to getting hip-to-hip with blockers with first-step quickness. So that's the first player for me when I review this Dolphins death chart that I, I really don't know that I get the warm and fuzzies for what a transition to a penetration front zone system would bring for the Dolphins that they, they have not had the last couple of years. Uh, but but Raekwon Davis is not the only player who I think um, would be challenged with this kind of transition. If we're going to include free agents in here, Elena Roberts is, is another obvious one because Elena Roberts uh, is a sledgehammer downhill. And he fits up the run between the tackles well. It's his strength. He's a uh, imposer as far as the physicality that he brings. Uh, he's an intimidator in the box, if you will. And if you're going to play four-man pressure and penetration, well, I think about what Elan and Roberts brings, and you're no longer having a two-gap nose tackle in front of you that's consistently going to eat blocks for you and allow you to stay clean with a couple yards of buffer in front of you, right? It's, you know, gap control is we're going to control with our front line, a line of scrimmage. We're going to have the linebackers flow free. Penetration front is a little bit more dependent on the actual players on the front in the A level making some of those plays. So the linebackers, by default, are going to have a little bit more action climbing up to them. So you have a little bit, you got to have a little bit more length. You got to be able to deconstruct blocks with more consistency on your own. 
And I really don't view that as a strength of Elanin's a really good pop and thud player as compared to somebody who can address blocks in front of you with being able to extend uh, or beat guys to a spot and play through lateral contact and uncover to then square up and make the play. So that's a player for the Dolphins, and I think Elandon's best quality the past couple of years has been the, the intimacy he's had with the system because he came from New England. So he knew what we wanted to run. If you're going to change the system, I think the biggest strength that Elandon Roberts had uh, suddenly is, I want to say a non-factor, but it's mitigated because he doesn't have that same familiarity if you're going to run a different style of defense. There are uh, additional players we got to talk about here, but before we go any further, i got to tell you about our new partner, FanDuel, which we are all very excited about. The NFL playoffs are here. We're in the conference championship round, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner at Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same game parlays. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So as we continue here and we think about other players that may or may not benefit from a system change for the Dolphins or not. I think about Andrew Van Ginkle. And Andrew's an interesting player because Andrew can rush the passer. Andrew can drop underneath in zone coverage. I mean, he did that all, going all the way back to Wisconsin for Jim Leonard as a JUCO transfer. But I thought in 2021, when the Dolphins really started slow, we saw a lot of Van Ginkle in space. And it wasn't really his forte, if you will. So if you're going to run even front, penetration-style attack defense up front, you either need to have Andrew Van Ginkle among the front four, a front four that includes, and we're going to count some players that may or may not be here next year, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Agba, Melvin Ingram. A genuine question. And I know I said when we went over the... Um, drop my mouse. When we went over the... Players to come back on the free agents queue. Uh, we said we'd rather have Andrew Van Ginkle than Melvin Ingram because of uh, age and longevity. But is Andrew Van Ginkle, if you just take the pass rush value as a defensive end, is Andrew Van Ginkle 
better than the fifth pass rusher as a 4-3 end type. He's more of a hybrid, right? He's more of a linebacker. So now you're, you're talking about transitioning into a defense that is not so predicated on pressure, more so predicated on front four uh, and, and playing with seven guys in coverage at a higher incidence. And now I think about what Andrew Van Ginkle looked like in zone drops last year, 2021, before he kind of found this footing by being used more as a pass rusher. And then I cross-referenced that with how he was used this year. And I just don't, I don't know that the puzzle pieces add up super favorably for Andrew Van Ginkle to be an impact player. And if we're being honest, um, you're probably going to play with two backers, right? Because you're going to play a lot of three safety stuff. You're going to play with a lot of nickel. Holland, move around. Brandon Jones, uh, probably your box safety linebacker hybrid type. So you need another high safety type. Um, I have a star next to Jordan Poyer's name in free agency. But your linebacker types, you you got Jerome Baker, who's probably going to be here, and I think is capable of, of doing these things. And then you have another player that needs to be a stack linebacker type. And he needs to have size, and he needs to have length. And Channing Tindall's probably going to get a look, but I think you'd be foolish to put all your eggs in that basket, so you need to go get another player, because I don't think Andrew Van Ginkle's that player either. So if you're, t- you're talking about... Nickel, quarter, quarter, half, cover six, quarters, base defense type of world to live in. You got four down guys that you feel good about. You got some depth. I think you're going to need some more interior depth uh, up front on the defensive line from a penetration style. You have Jerome Baker. I think you need another linebacker type. That linebacker type needs to be long, needs to be rangy, and needs to be instinctive. If that's Channing Tindall or not, I don't know, but I, I don't think that you can put all your eggs in that basket. Van Ginkle is instinctive and rangy, but not on the second level of the defense. He's more of a uh, stand-up edge type, hybrid linebacker type. You have your box safety, uh, nickel safety, in Brandon Jones coming back from injury. You have Javon Holland as a safety type. You need another safety type. You've got Xavier Howard at one corner position. You're going to have Cater Kohu. Uh, you probably need somebody else to contend to play outside. You got a lot of pieces that fit. But I don't know that Andrew Van Ginkle uh, is among them as far as ideal fits for this defense. And I certainly don't think he's going to play stack back. So it kind of leaves him a, as a player where, okay, are you going to pay him for teams? I don't know. I think about Nick Needham, Uh, especially if you switch to zone. The question the Dolphins have to assess and watch the tape on is, is are we going to ask Cater Kohu to play outside corner or are we going to ask him to play nickel corner? And there's plenty of room for a nickel corner in the Dolphins defense. Like let's not be worried about him getting limited snaps. If we go to uh, a big nickel based defense with three safeties on the field, he'll play. He would play plenty even as the nickel. But when I think about Cater Kohu, I think his best qualities were uh, technique and press coverage. 
transitional quickness, and ability to tackle. He actually fit the run really well. So I think he could, if you want to go coverage nickel and not big nickel safety, you could put Cater Kohu in the nickel spot and still have success. So that means, okay, what about Nick Needham as a potential free agent? I think from a secondary depth perspective, of course you want Nick Needham back, especially if you know that at any point next year he's going to be close to the player that that was his standard that he sets for himself between the end of 2021 and the early portion of 2022 when he admittedly was playing out of a out of position a couple different times out of necessity for the Dolphins defense. You know, that that for me are you going to pay 4 or 5 million dollars for a backup nickel coming off of an Achilles injury? Probably not. But if Cater's going to play outside and you envision Nick can rebound quickly enough to start, sure, you'd pay him that money. I think that's pretty ambitious. I wouldn't expect that. So therefore, Nick kind of becomes a outside corner, inside corner. He played some safety, kind of a utility depth player. And what do you spend for that? Well, if what you spend for that is less than what Nick Needham thinks he can get on the open market, you might not get a deal done. But I think it's at least worth acknowledging Nick Needham, what he brings to the table, and depending on how the Dolphins assess Cater Kohu, assuming they do make this schematic and philosophical change, uh, Needham is a player who I think could be compromised unless the financials are right as well. Let's see. So we did Raekwon Davis. We did Elan and Roberts. We did... Andrew Van Giggle, and we did uh, Nick Needham. One name who I want to acknowledge here as somebody who's a really big beneficiary of this potential move uh, would be Brandon Jones as well. So I think Brandon Jones can play enough deep safety for you, but man, if, if you really want to live in a world where you're taking advantage of the tackling and the run fit and the pressure abilities of, of Brandon Jones, having him play the, I believe it's the, the Buffalo nickel role in the defense is, is what some teams call it. Uh, big nickel, Buffalo nickel. Um, to play in the box. You think about the Bills with Teron Johnson. This is a safety who plays on the hash on the second level. Is capable of playing in the box on the second level. Can live up on the edge of the line of scrimmage. All things that you'd like Javon Holland to do. Javon Holland can also play the back end. And can also play some man-to-man coverage. Where I, I think about Brandon Jones, I don't think man-to-man coverage is a strength. And I don't think he's as dynamic on the back end. So you can get in, into this kind of world with this kind of defensive change where you can change the picture and rotate, you know, uh, JT O'Sullivan, every piece of content that he does is phenomenal. But one of the things that he talked about a lot was as a quarterback, viewing the defensive picture, uh, one of the ways that you can diagnose in pre-snap versus post-snap is to draw 
align mentally from the two safeties to the apex defender, being that Buffalo nickel, big nickel, whatever type of player. And however that line moves at the snap can tell you a lot about the coverage of a defense. But I think about, you know, Brandon Jones and his ability to live low, Javon Holland and his ability to live low, Javon Holland and his ability to live high. And if you get another safety that has an ability to also, even if they exclusively live high and you don't want to have them be a player that comes down low, if that player serves as the center of the line, and then you've got Javon Holland and Brandon Jones, and they can interchangeably shift between a high assignment player with help from another player or a low in the box. Like you can really change your pre snap picture quite a bit on opposing quarterbacks with this type, type of ideology. And you could do it too with the kind of defense that you played. But if you like those guys then have to play man coverage as compared to playing low and feeling route combinations and keying the quarterback. It just it it takes advantage of the instincts of the players a lot more. So we talked about a number of players on the depth chart. I think could be compromised with this kind of transition. But Brandon Jones and Javon Holland, if you get a high assignment safety can really, really benefit from this type of change for the Dolphins. So we'll, we'll see what kind of momentum they continue to have towards uh, choosing a new defensive coordinator. Obviously, the, the interview process is underway for the Dolphins, and where they ultimately go from here, we are all anxiously awaiting. In the meantime, you can make sure you hit subscribe here on Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Your team, every day, fins up. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make sure you come on back tomorrow. Again, we are talking Dolphins all off season long. Thanks for watching.